You are listening to episode 100 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Hello, Mark. Hello, Karen. Hello, Brian. Hello to everybody who's uh, currently involved or been involved with the 360 Vegas podcast. Hello from Las Vegas. Ted Newkirk here, Access Vegas. And I just want to wish you guys a very happy and congratulate you on a very cool uh, 100th episode. That takes a lot of work, takes a lot of perseverance. When I first listened to you guys, I said, man, these guys are off the rails. They're off their rocker. And they're off the reservation. And you know what? That's really what's cool about it. It's that raw interest, that raw excitement, that uh, love of Las Vegas shows through. I'm uh, pleased to be a part of helping support what you guys are doing. And here's to at least another 100 episodes, if not a 1,000 more. Well, thank you, Ted. Aww. I know, a right? thousand episodes. I don't Thanks, know if I can Ted. do that. Ted, uh, hey, hey, don't don't start cashing out on me already, buddy. <laughs> I, just, I need to do in increments of about 40 to 50 episodes. <laughs> and then I take a break for 40 to 50 episodes. Yeah. And then I come See, back but, he, but that's, that's typical but that's fine, with you with right? everything. We know that about <laughs> you. <right>. It's okay. <laughs> don't let Ted pressure you. Like, I have delusions of grandeur. I just don't allow you to think of them any further than 10 episodes in and, the future. And again, <laughs> it's Brian. It's immense pressure. <laughs> And again, Brian, the show survived when you took the last 40 or 50 off, so I That's think true. we can do it again. Well, it, does, there's it, some... doesn't, it doesn't need me. <laughs> no, it does. But it's, yes, it's very it much. It does. Yeah. It definitely does. But, you know, we, we can give you the break that you need so you can come back all refreshed and, and re-energized. Absolutely. And thank you, Ted, who is not only for supporting us, but our potential and, you know, those who support us while we continue our meteoric rise will be rewarded when we ascend to the heavens and oh. look upon our world <laughs> and command the world to kneel before us in praise. Yikes. We'll remember you, Ted. <laughs> he, he gets to go first. He won't have to wait for right, five exactly. seconds. Ted, Ted gets a deal. 200. Ted, Ted gets a deal on commercials. <laughs> Jesus. I have some interesting, interesting information outside of it being our 100th anniversary or 100th episode. Our 100th anniversary. anniversary? That's right. We You're like a high schooler counting we... anniversaries and weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's our 673rd anniversary. <laughs> no, something I found out over the last week, I am somehow able to read and drink better than I've ever read well, no, in my no. entire life. Okay, but you have to clarify that. You're able to read better when you drink. Oh, thank so you. So not read and drink, because you you've been able to drink for a long time. I've been able to read and drink all this time. <laughs> yeah, but but who knew? Right. He, he made the discovery that if he if he drinks, he reads better. It's shocking, and here's the only thing I can figure out is that 
normally anybody who knows me knows my mind moves at a mile a minute and I, it, the ability to actually stay focused on just one thing especially something like reading where you have to be very intensely focused to be able to comprehend all of it just doesn't happen I, and I'm also one of those guys that when you read you get a little sleepy so it, it's it's never because it's boring <laughs> But, Depending on the topic, yes. But, but I would have thought well, the that the, is, the Vegas stuff would have interested him a little bit more. Exactly. So, what we found out is that apparently we think drinking kind of slows down my ability to multitask and think about a billion things, so I have to focus on something. And it's even gotten to the point, like, I've never been able to read with distraction. Not music, not fucking TV, anything like that. I get too distracted. Yeah. I'm able to now sit in a room with Karen watching something as long as it isn't something I'm interested in and as long as she doesn't talk because for some reason, (laughs) unlike my wife, I'm able to talk while she's reading and it doesn't interrupt her at all. But if she fucking says anything, I'm like, yes, did you name me? Was there something? Which is ironic because you tuned me out every other time. So I don't know why. Yeah, I was going to say because like she's not paying attention to you. That's why she's able to do it. Right. (laughs) And that whole mile a minute for you, see, unlike most people who do, or their minds do go a mile a minute, like that's not that straight, smooth road. It's like fucking winding road. Oh, I'm off-roading. I'm off-roading when I'm (laughs) thinking. But it's it's been amazing. I have been on a vintage research fucking... He he must have bought... How many books have you bought in the last three days? Like, like... 40? No, no, no. 15, 16, I think. That's been more than that. I've read. I've completed two books, and I'm already working on the next one. Within a week, that's never in my entire life happened. So it's get ready for some the weirdest thing. I mean, I put a whole lot of weight on, but, you know. I read a lot now, too, but it's, like, to my son, and the books are, like, 50 Aw, <laughs> you doing green eggs and ham. He's such a sweet Sam one, he I is. Am. We do um, ABCs and Berenstain Bears. I love Berenstain Bears so oh, much. I used to love the Berenstain Bears. I wish we could get this videotaped. I would love to see this this sarcastic dick reading, you know, reading to his son. <laughs> I take great pride and care in reading to my son. And we he'll only sit through like three or four, though, and then he wants to get down. So Nice. Well, just the fact he'll sit through three or four books or three or four pages. Three or four books. But the books, again, they're not very long. You know, it takes, what, five minutes? To well, get yes, but you have to read them with, with interest and inflection yeah. so that, you know, the kid stays engaged. So Brian's an animated man. I'm not worried about no, that. It's, it's amazing. He just, like, looks up at me and stares into my eyes while I'm reading, and I'm just like, do I, do I look at you or do I look at the book? <laughs> Don't you have him memorized by now? Like, I want to look at him instead because he's looking at me. Right. I have to continue reading, otherwise he loses oh. interest. Aw, so sweet. Anyway, Vegas. Yeah. Well, hold on. On the flip side, (laughs) Dribble Glass alerted us to some fanaticism. Apparently, Roger (laughs) at Dig This Vegas, the attraction that allows adults to play with construction equipment, it's not not really far off from the Strip. We reported on it like years ago when it it first came up. I actually remember that. He informed Dribble Glass that he was my father-in-law. Oh, wait, that was the guy that said he was That's your father? That's the guy that said he was my father-in-law. Oh, just, just for the record, he's not. Well, he's so, not my father-in-law. So we were, sitting, we were sitting outside by the pool, and Mark's like, Do you, can you figure out who this guy is? And it was a picture, the dribble glass had sent us, that the guy took holding the phone in front of his eyes so you couldn't see his whole face. And I'm just looking at this going, I have no idea who this is. No way this goes, is even extended. Well, <laughs> dribble glass said that he, you know, or, or the, dribble glass said that he said he was my father-in-law. And I'm like... Okay. Um, I mean, I knew it wasn't my father-in-law, but I'm like, is there a chance this guy somehow doesn't understand what father-in-law means and we're just like related my dad. <laughs> in some way? Yeah, yeah, and my dad would not be in Vegas. Although so. one thing I will say, <laughs> I am excited that my dream of a John Lennon-like assassination attempt on my life is one step closer to fruition. That's great, because then you don't have to have the guilt of knowing that you have to off yourself. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> he can't Just off himself. Ties, I won't get the insurance. The whole it's brilliant. Days. See? See? This guy knows me. Who knows me? This guy. Yep. All right. So Random Vegas. It's a special Random Vegas this time. It is a Random Vegas. And the majority of this show it outside of... It is a Random? It's always it, a Random. It certainly is a Random Well, it's always Vegas. been a Random. <laughs> <laughs> Brian said it was a special. It now is it's a extra <laughs> special. Just like Mark. Well, you know, something and someone. Right. <laughs> All right, shut up. What I meant to say is this is a special <laughs> Random Vegas, as Brian Effer mentioned, and it's related to our show. We have actually issued 120 individual shows, 100 official shows, 16 reviews, and four vintage segments. But Brian and I decided with our first vintage segment that vintage and then later reviews would not be considered official episodes but separate items of content. So we're celebrating our 100th episode today, and that's only in the official stance. So, so unlike most sports players, you're not trying to pad your numbers. No, we you're are not. You're actually doing the opposite. No, we're, we're not socking it. This is legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all us. <laughs> and how about the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? Also mm -hmm. special special as well. It's our, also a Vegas Mate review. It is. Our, our favorite <laughs> review is the one Karen made during our first trip to Vegas with Brian. She reviewed Cabo Wabo at Planet Hollywood, gave it oh. one out of five chips. Karen, what did you write? <laughs> well, I think I wrote a little bit more, but the basic gist of it was, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Succinct and accurate. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, this is probably my favorite too, and uh, it was very accurate. I, I felt the, uh, the service was definitely on par with a one of five, and your comments spoke to everything <laughs> about Well, the service, the food. I mean, again, that was Mark's first uh, attempt at a, a margarita, which... What a disaster. And that was actually a quote, by the way. <laughs> it was your first review of Cabo Wabo was I fuck you. I thought there was more to it than that. No, maybe you have done another one um, prior to that, but no, this this is an actual I, I thought, uh, see, now I want to go back and look because I thought what I said was fuck you, Cabo Wabo. Fuck you. Like at the end oh, of my right. rant. Well, that's, that's fair. All right. I, I, think, just I know summarized. the fuck you was in there, but I think it was at the end of it. So, anyway. Yeah. How about the twit pick of the week? This week will be the first time that the Toy Pick of the Week is not a photograph that we saw this week. Instead, it's the one and only lost winner. When we went to Vegas for the first time after we started the show, our original plan was to select a Toy Pick of the Week like we always do. While in Vegas, sharing pictures via social media, followers shared their thoughts on which of our pictures should win Toy Pick of the Week. But, you know, we didn't think much about it. I mean, we can't award ourselves to a pick of the week. That wouldn't make we, any we sense. We could have, but it's... Well, but we didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it. I didn't like it. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Clear. Everybody at this point knows. If Mark doesn't like it, it's not happening. That's kind of how it works. So when the trip was over, I was working on show notes and selected a winner, watermarked the picture, and had it prepped for posting. Then I started cleaning up and posting all the photos from the trip, and the idea of twit pick of the trip came to me, which is basically just what our favorite picture was from that visit. Once the idea hit me, I quickly remembered how much I didn't like keeping up with Vegas news like I normally do for the show while in Vegas, so the idea was just a win-win. I could just check out of the real world and enjoy Vegas. So we never awarded this picture to a pick of the week. Until now. Almost two years later, <laughs> they would have won it on 8-21 of 2011. Instead, they won it this week. This week's winner comes to us from at It's a Joey for a unique view of Luxor. It has to be a picture taken from Excalibur because the photo not only shows the north side of the pyramid, but part of the westerly ziggurat tower. 
Luxor is one of my favorite structures in Vegas and the one that inspired me to visit the city for the first time. If it weren't for the elaborate themes that now populate the Strip, I may have never experienced Vegas, and for that, I will always be grateful and, and have a special place in my heart for that property. No matter what they do to it. Right, right. <laughs> well, the fact that they're making it gay-friendly gives it bonus points in Mark's eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. As always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it up on our Flickr page, feature it on the Facebook page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of our podcast. All right, let's get into the news. Despite being our 100th episode, we do have some news for you this week, and we'll start off with a new topless show that's going to be coming to Rio. The Rio has been long famous for having the Chippendales male review show, especially since hard body quasi celebrities have been doing limited residencies. Now they are looking to attract hetero men with X rocks. It's from the production. Sounds a little gay, but. It's from the production team that created X Burlesque at Flamingo and Rack and Roll at the D, and formerly Hooters. <laughs> if that doesn't scream quality. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was at Plaza for like two weeks. Oh, well, that, that earns more points. Right. right. <laughs> now, this show will be choreographed to the musical stylings of Metallica, Muse, Black Sabbath, and Alice in Chains, to name a few. The show starts its residency August 29th. Shows will be Thursday through Sunday at 10 p.m. Tickets are going to run 40 to $60. No. I, you know what's funny? is I was thinking, okay, based on the music that you just described and the bands, I'm like, all right, if you really wanted to go see this, you might be able to convince me because at least the music would be de- decent. I agree. I agree. And that's, well, that's the one thing that I always thought was interesting about Bite, even though we never got off our asses to go see it while it was at Stratosphere, is that it did have a lot of kind of hard, harder rock. To it, but it's just—it's still the stratosphere. That's a—that's a tremendous yeah, effort. It's, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Brian's just sticking with. Let's just call it what it is. No. Yeah, no. it is what it is. Moving along. Um, this one's kind of interesting. My Vegas top prize winner. This—this this is pretty cool. I actually this I kind is of like this one. Awesome. I'm—I uh, love this. <laughs> of course you do. Of course. What do you mean? Listen to it, and you'll understand all why. All right. I love all it. right. You, you should take notes. D- oh, really? Oh, wow. Yep. Really? Take Listen notes. to this horseshit. Those who play the <laughs> Facebook game My Vegas are well aware of the game's top award, picking the songs at the Fountains of Bellagio. It's just one song, though, isn't it? No, oh, it's not. No, it isn't. There was no, two. It's two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, so fucking upgrade. Double. A Seattle man redeemed the $1 million loyalty points price tag as a gift for his wife's 60th birthday. The couple chose... God bless the USA, and Lucy in the Sky with diamonds, and enjoyed champagne with two guests while enjoying the show at Bellagio's prime steakhouse, Lakeside Patio. See, two songs. I'm sorry, man. A million points in that shit. We're getting like free booze, free feed, free, uh, free feed, <laughs> free food, fucking I, rooms and shit table. like that. <laughs> it's the new El Rancho. Yeah. Okay, but it depends on how he got the points. If he was like a fanatical player. And, and earn those million ro- you know loyalty points. That's one thing. If he basically bought them, eh, d- I think it's an, yeah. It, it devalues the accomplishment. I agree. But I I don't um, I don't think that this is a real good use of the points, especially that many. Like Mark, like you're saying. I mean, why not get some drinks? Why not get rooms? Why right, not get? Right. You know, My guess is this else. guy fucked up real but they bad. Did. No, but so. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, and I disagree. What kind of notes are you encouraging Mark to take, Karen? I, <laughs> 
just don't let him fuck up that bad. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it was her 60th birthday. It sounds like they obviously go to Vegas a lot. Right. So got to pick two songs that meant something to them. You know, prime location, champagne with two friends. I think this is awesome. And I think it shows that he put some effort and thought into it. I do think it's sweet. I hope the two songs were at least fucking back to back and they didn't have to sit there and wait for another 15 minutes. Or I don't think the champagne with guests and then doing that at, at the prime steakhouse at the patio there. I don't think that's part of it, is it? I bet it was. I think it's just the fact that you get to choose a song. No. I never thought I about that. They, all, they only officially said you got to pick the songs. I know. They didn't See, say like, if I want to change the song to the fountains, I'm just going to throw my earbuds in and then pick the song of my choosing. Nice. I that the fountains are synced, and that's good enough for me. And there you go. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, there's still no word if the prize will be awarded again, but I'd have to say... If it were me, I would have been disappointed for one that I only had to pick, which of course we knew, but I was only going to be able to pick from what they had available. But then secondly, they only got two. Like I always thought, you got to pick the, the the fountain songs. I thought it was like all day. Oh wait, so those those songs are already in the in like the mix. Yep. Oh well, then yeah, this <laughs> makes no sense. No. <laughs> oh, welcome to the program. Right. <laughs> You think you could just pick whatever song you wanted? It and said you could pick it? the songs. Oh, that's what I wanted <laughs> so bad. I just like, here, you get to pick the two songs out of the songs we were already going to play today anyway. <laughs> that's right. How about that? You just get to choose what order they're in. Exactly. When, when we play the songs we were already going to play. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have to sync the fountains and everything. I mean, I would imagine a lot of work goes into that. But Right. Uh, it's all computer yeah. generated. You hook up, hook up the music and say... Figure out how this goes, and bloop, it's done. How difficult can it be? I think how much work Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's probably a little bit more to it than that. So, <laughs> I just felt like there's a big green button that says go on it. I was going to say, I don't they understand just, why just, this is a challenge. They just I, put I a CD it. in or pull up an MB3, push play, and the computer goes, oh, we know how to do this. Well, no, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you got you got to give it a little bit of time to process. I mean, <laughs> it takes like 30, 40 seconds to render. Well, I mean, I'll give it an hour. You know, it's got to match it up and figure out how, to, how high to shoot the cannons and what it's going to look like. I get I, I don't know time. what computer system you think they have there, well, Brian, but it is Brian, awesome. Uh, Brian, this is what you're studying. You can back me up on this, right? I don't study the fountains of Bellagio, Karen. <laughs> computer programming and stuff? I mean, you, you There's can, intuitive you can programming, a, right, Brian? Yeah, you can do a program that'll do that. I'm sure they have some very state-of-the-art artificial intelligence software that uh, exactly. decides how to activate and move the position of the fountains accordingly that's based on I'm the music. I'm sure that's what they're doing. Yep, absolutely. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Appreciate your All support right. on that. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, how about some more union bullshit, Mark? Absolutely. More cuntasticness in Vegas. Oh, These people... <laughs> I well, well stated. Thank you. Thank you. These people make fucking nightclub douches look cool. Still pouting about whatever the fuck it is employees in Vegas pout about, the Culinary Union again continued their terrorist propaganda with another strike. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, at that point, it's not propaganda, it's actions. Oh, thank you, Karen, for clarifying saying. and making yeah. me look like an asshole on my yep. 100th episode. Uh-huh. That's why you. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to defend them? Well, listen to what the major sticking points are. Karen wants to defend I did not. Well, I was just calling you out on terms. Right, I have well, no let's, desire let's hear, to defend let's them. She wants to make you look stupid. Well, yes. <laughs> but not in expect. There's, there's certain levels of stupid I'm willing to go for. Nice. Defending unions is not one of them. <laughs> The item they are unable to agree upon is basically a guarantee that if, and of course when, Deutsche Bank sells the property, the ownership would carry over the union's contract. Wait, wait, so this is just at one property? It's Cousin Walton. Oh. Jesus Christ! We've been talking about this for months! 
I don't listen to your show. Oh, um, you fucking <laughs> bitch. I, I, I don't either, so... <laughs> Well, you're on it, so you kind of heard it. Yeah. Well, no, because you know you don't say in here anywhere. It's like they're just the union is striking again. I mean, I remember now that you say that that they've been out in front of Cosmopolitan and striking and all that, but you didn't say it in here. So I was like, wait. Which well one? done. Within the same episode or the same the same news content, you've been able to call me out on it. Yep. You were truly a bitch. And that's why you love me. <laughs> uh, these losers threaten that they will be back should things not continue to go their way. See, here's the number one thing that I have an argument with. It's not like the company that I work for, any of us work for, does the shit we want them to do. And and Actually, we that's not entirely true, but <laughs> God damn it, Brian. <laughs> I have to agree with Brian on that one. Yeah, I don't know. They listen to what we want. I say my, my, my company's pretty good about that and you know it. I hate you guys so much right now. So you're <laughs> the only one that's working for the crummy company. I work from home full time, like in my underwear every day. Oh, I got a visual. <laughs> I'm in full attention, so... <laughs> I was waiting for something. Some reaction from that. Brian's like, please... Wait, there's a pause. Please, Mark, support me on this one. I know, I was like, come on. Come I had on. a whole rant I was going for, but I've now been relegated to looking like a fucking tool, so let's move along. All right, next story. We'll, we'll get this back on track. Right. Oh, will we? I don't know. He'll be, you'll be able to rant again. I'm I doubt sure, it. I, there's another one in you. I, I have full confidence in you. There I know, that was kind of my there. grandiose, so I had a whole lot of things in, in italics that you guys can't see, and it's gone now. <laughs> Special notes, right? <laughs> yeah, he does things that were going to be either. funny, and you guys were going to laugh. Now they're gone. You ruined them. <laughs> right. How about the Boyd stock offering? <laughs> Ever wanted to own a part of a casino company? Well, Boyd Gaming announced that they will have a stock offering, 15 million shares, with proceeds going to pay down some of their 4.6 billion dollars in debt. I was going to say, the question might be, ever want to ever own part of a shitty casino company? <laughs> <laughs> now, Caesars Entertainment issued a statement simply saying, Pussies. want <laughs> 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 to talk about real debt. <laughs> now, shares of Boyd stock is running in the low $13 range nowadays, growing 135% in the last 12 months. <laughs> it grows 135% to 13 bucks. Woohoo! Impressive. <laughs> Which probably puts it at about five dollars to begin with. No, nice. that's a real mover right there. Right, I'm telling you, man, you just you, get, you more than get in on the money. bottom floor on the bottom get floor, folks. <laughs> you get on the bottom floor still. <laughs> right. <laughs> the announcement was somewhat of a surprise to analysts, considering Boyd just bought Peninsula Gaming last year for one point three billion dollars. Which yeah, I don't understand why that's surprising. I mean, they added one point three billion dollars to the company's debt. I would imagine selling shit so you could help to pay for that would make perfect sense. But I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority there. So are they already a public com company or this is an IPO? Everybody's a public company. Okay, well. Yeah, pretty much. Caesars just re-entered the fold. And everybody else is pretty so much. So basically all they're doing, though, is, sharing, is exchanging stock for debt. Yeah. I don't really get why they're shocked. This kind of makes sense to me. Who, who's shocked? Uh, analysts. <laughs> I don't know the specific ones, but it's apparently, in general, analysts are shocked. The, the analyst community. <laughs> All right, then. Now, some speculate the real reason could be Boyd is looking to purchase more regional casinos. Boyd already has 90 million-plus shares outstanding. Is that a lot? You do share shit, right? I have no idea how many we have. I don't know if that's I don't not, know. No, no I, don't, I don't get into that. I stay away from all that Wall Street crap because it makes no sense. All right. Well, once again, that's another fucking abortion of a, of a news topic. That it wasn't. You just asked me if it was a lot of shares. I don't know. I feel like I'm losing. 
feel like I feel like I'm failing. I think this is going very well. Oh, all right. Well, I feel better well, now. It's going very well for some of us. <laughs> right. how, how, do you, how do you feel about listen, it, Brian? Listen, if my failure is amusing to our listeners, I don't know. Uh, on the time in which I should be celebrated for all the effort I made in 100 episodes, I guess that's important, but right? This, this is why it's important that you are failing because you need to be knocked down about 40 pegs. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. I worked my ass off to get to 100 episodes, and now I'm just. You did. You worked very hard. Oh, oh, but they're but apparently shit. It was no, apparently worthless. No. I apparently need to be knocked down. I didn't say that. My effort is Did not valuable. That? Did I say that it really uh, kind of said no, it what it, in a way? I'm basically saying your in ego way you is said too it. fucking huge. How is it, it too to huge? Down. How is it too huge? Because you never have people. too huge. <laughs> see? <laughs> That's, see, spoken like a true guy. Yes, it can. Um, this from a size wait, queen. What, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> Usually we speak about penises on this show. That's so. right. Yeah, exactly. It can be We too are frequently huge. criticized for the excessive amount of dick jokes we have. We don't care. You do have an excessive amount. Well, it's because we have excessive cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words never been spoken. That's right. <laughs> um, to answer your question, Karen, I can't offer an intelligent a comment or opinion about this because I don't deal with anything financial at all except yep. for my own money. There, there's a you reason both, for sir. that. <laughs> we, we need to be glad that the missus takes care of that for you. <laughs> Well, we both, we both, no, 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 hang on. I pay bills too, but I don't, I don't uh, invest money in anything other than 401k. So when I say I can't speak intelligently about this, that means anything beyond my personal finances. Okay. Gotcha. I was trying to give Angela a compliment there, but whatever. You can somehow redirect it to your glory, Brian, but whatever. But it's okay. Yeah, no, she's, she's there and all, but she's not part of the show. So we don't need to mention (laughs) she's, she'll be, she's like Lord Voldemort. She, who shall not be named. She's she's a huge part of the show. She will not be named. All right. Neon Museum offering photo op. In honor of Vegas hosting this year's Photoshop World Convention, the Neon Museum is offering 12 amateur photographers a chance to photograph anything with any equipment for one hour. The opportunity will be September 5th from 6 to 7 p.m., and it'll cost you $75 unless you're a local, and then it'll only run you 60 Unlike usual, this will not be a guided tour. You pretty much have free reign of the place, except you can't bring assistants or models. You're just offered the chance to photograph the signs. Now, as per usual, it is clarified that these pictures are for personal use only, and Karen and I experienced that firsthand. You literally have to sign a waiver saying that you yeah. will not reproduce these in a, in a uh, profitable manner. <laughs> Great. You can't use them for financial gain or anything. Right. Yeah. So it, it's almost kind of like, it's kind of cruel. It's like, oh, we're going to let you get the best pictures you've ever had in your life. But, you and know, you can enjoy that. But if you're an amateur <laughs> photographer, this, this is actually a great way to go in and practice mm. in a unique situation with some just amazing, you know, amazing backgrounds and things to photo. So I think when it's I, really cool. I, I mean, just, it, it sucks that you can't do anything with it, but it, that, it's... That, in my mind, that fact right there, that makes it kind of a waste for the amount of money they're asking for. It, yeah, but I personally. do I do get your point. It's not like they can't give them away. That's what we've always done when it comes to Flickr. It's like... If you want to copy these pictures, we don't give a shit. Right. You know, these aren't right protected, but it's one of those things that we took pictures. We think they're really cool. We're going to share them for you. So maybe it's they're just looking at it from like an outlet point of view. It's like, look at what I did. Would well, you and, like to buy some think of my about other it stuff? From somebody that's trying to become a, a professional photographer, you, you got you, you can put it in I'm your going. portfolio. Yeah, you understand where I'm going. And with. say, this is kind of what I'm able to do. So I think it, I mean, it's cool. I don't know. And maybe for, for that kind of person, it's worth paying the, the money to do it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the boneyard itself is is awesome. If anyone again oh, hasn't been there, recommended enough. We're totally going on a night tour soon. Yeah, they light them up and everything. Yes, that that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, a good yeah. time. All right, next story: live sporting event coming to Fremont Street. 
Fremont Street Experience is hosting a televised Muay Thai event September 20th. Now, Muay Thai is a mixed martial arts fighting, but it's stand-up only. They're not going to the ground like MMA does. While the event will be outdoor, 1,700 tickets will be sold for premium seating, ranging in the price of $25 to $95. Mark Cuban's TV station, AXS, is covering the event, and Derek Stevens is being credited as the man who helped it all happen. That sounds cool. I'm not really into a whole lot of these things. Boxing, I think, has gotten boring. I've never really found MMA interesting. But just how many settings have we seen professional boxing in in Vegas? And now this is going to be on Fremont Street. That sounds kind of cool. I like the um, the idea of doing it outdoors on Fremont. And I think this is another example of how they're looking to you know, re-energize and turn Fremont Street into kind of this one-stop shop for yeah, yeah. everything. And I think bringing a live sporting event down there is really cool. And this stuff, if you've never seen Muay Thai, God, it's vicious. These yeah. people are... See, and I actually, one of the things about MMA I've always thought is boring is once they go to the ground, because you're like, oh, great, now we're going to watch a guy choke him yeah. for 45 seconds. <laughs> this is yeah. riveting. I, I applaud their efforts for trying to make everything, uh, just as Karen was saying, just kind of a one-stop shop, trying to get people down there, keep them down there. Um, and kind of offering you some experiences that you can't get on the strip, at least not, you know, kind of in the environment that they can offer down on Fremont Street. So I think I think it's pretty cool. Not that I'd pay to go see it, but it's still. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm absolutely <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'll stand beyond the seating and see it for free, but, yeah, I'm not paying to go see any yeah. of this. And look up at the big screen that kind of zooms in. Yeah, pretty go, much, right, yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of people that will eat this up, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be crowded as hell and busy and yeah. going to be nice. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And in our final news piece for this week, Caesars Entertainment introduces NFL futures betting. They unveiled it this week, and of course, Vegas Shatter shared the details. You now have the ability to bet on the number of wins a certain team will have in their season. All the numbers are even, and you can bet the over, under, or the exact number. So say say the Cleveland Browns are projected to win five games. You can bet. That would be the over. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the under on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate you both so I, much. I, I, I'm a Browns I know fan. It's, I know it's incredibly accurate, but I still hate you I, for I'm it. taking the under on that one. The point I'm making <laughs> is you could bet that, yes, five games is exactly how many they will win. The over pays plus 140, the under is plus 120, and the exact is 280. I love this. I think it's really clever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's, I, I like it a lot. Now, are they going to be are they going to be doing this at all their properties? Yes, yes. All the Caesars Entertainment properties will offer this. Yep. And nobody's done this before. I, I guess it just surprises me because I, I w- was reading this and I'm like, you can't do that now. I mean, I guess I knew you could always bet on the Super Bowl, but it seems like this would be a good. It's very similar. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. We're going, what's going to happen? It's like, you have no idea. Think about it. The difference between a team being like a, you know, a fucking 10 and 6 team. Guy gets injured, you're fucked. It's over. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I don't understand where they think they've gotten these lines figured out because, let's be honest, you have same lines at the beginning of the season when you're betting on who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. But the thing is, is each week they get to reestablish those things. I mean, I know what you're saying, like, I think this team will win the Super Bowl uh, at this time, but it's like where they're coming up with these, I I don't know, I'm sure. It's the one thing about Vegas sports books, just in general, is that where these guys come up with these numbers, I can't fathom it, but they are somehow dead on fucking accurate. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, there it is. I do, I do totally agree with you guys. I think it's really cool. Yeah. 
All right, that's going to do it for the news. Let's move on to some prop bets. First one for this week, a tour bus carrying 33 people returning to Vegas after a visit to a, the Grand Canyon Skywalk flipped when it attempted to drive through a flooded area created from a sudden downpour last Sunday. Uh, fortunately, no one was injured. How is that? That's wild. <laughs> Nobody get injured. I, yeah. Well, if it just flipped over. Yeah. Could have been minor injuries. There's no injuries <laughs> no, at all. No, Bruised egos. Bruised no <laughs> <laughs> egos. Vegas chatter. That'll just be that'll just be Mark at the end of the show. Right. <laughs> Bruce now. Darren, Darren, I'm pretty sure I'll be, be beaten to a pretty sure I'll be too show. drunk to give a shit, Brian. <laughs> See, every week Mark and I serve uh, as each other's ego fluffers, Ooh. and then Karen comes in and just neutralizes it. <laughs> and yet the listeners seem to love it when I'm on the show. Hmm. That's, that's, Maybe they're tired of hearing well, about we your. Keep you in moderation. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Editing is a huge factor here. <laughs> that is true. Vegas Shatter also shared with us that the quad intends to increase its resort fee. There are literally no details to share with you. Although there were, there's none worth discussing. <laughs> At this point, it's we're literally just informing you of everything that we know is going to happen. So there it is. All right. And Vegas Chatter learned that tickets to the High Roller at Link will run about 20 bucks, and will not have a traditional line queue in order to ride. Instead, you will be assigned a time to return for excursion. That's pretty cool. I like yeah, that. That's nice. Disney's starting, and, and you know, this is also partly a Disney show. Uh, they're starting <laughs> to roll out some of those kind of things where you actually get a pager, and then it, when it vibrates, just like if you're waiting for a table at a restaurant. Nice. That's clever. Yeah. yeah. That's clever and all, shit. And for all rides, they did it for Dumbo, which is the worst queue. Well, it's the worst queue. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I hate that fucking queue. And totally. they weren't able to get the fast pass on Dumbo, right? So well, you this could. is their alternate. Yeah, no, they. Uh, yeah, this is well. They, now they have two of them too. So there's not. Remember? There's not just one Dumbo with the giant anymore. expansion. Yeah, the they big put a second Dumbo. Expansion. Yeah, you don't remember I don't that? Think, no, I don't think I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. We haven't been there in a while. Didn't they do a whole big circus, uh, like 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 a circus thing there, where there's other yeah. entertainment? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, that whole they um, expanded. They have um, Casey Jr. like splash area for kids and stuff. It's really cool. Nice. Yeah, it's back. awesome. They did a lot of cool stuff. We do have to go back. We got to go back with you guys at some point. We're going in November. So. <laughs> anyway, sorry, <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, sorry, we broke. <laughs> well, it's Angela's thirtieth. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Fuck, we and might so have to try and make that work then. To go. We're going for uh, her thirtieth and my uh, college graduation. Is the little man coming? Oh yeah. Oh, but see. With, with the grandparents to babysit. This could. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought you were just being smart ass. No, I knew oh. I, they're not going there without the grandparents to babysit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could, but it just makes more sense. Well, I mean, look, we've seen this kid. This kid's kind of like, ah, oh, this is irritating. He's Let me the shuffle. Cutest little you know? guy ever. <laughs> like I tell Matt. I mean, I don't know which one's cuter, Matt or his. I, I definitely think that yours is, uh, uh, like, more. He looks so much like you, Brian. Oh, he does. Yeah. But, but he just... You know, it's funny. It, it, we get such uh, mixed reviews on who he looks more like. But, yeah, he's uh, he's incredible. Yes. <laughs> Your he's kid's pretty cool. Too. He's so, he's so well-tempered all the time. And it, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't fuss about anything. That's <laughs> the best word. That's what I was looking for. I'm like, he's just he's it's, not yeah, it's sweet, very true. not happy. There's it's very, it's very similar yeah, to both their personalities. Just kind of like, okay, well, we'll figure whatever this out. <laughs> no, right. bro, well, right. let's we'll fix have it. to talk more about that later. Right, I know. We really I do. Totally oh, that's right. We're in our 100th episode. <laughs> That's okay. We, we're, we're entitled. We earned the That's right. right. We've earned this. You just shut the fuck up and 
and listen. See, the funny thing is, we're just like, yeah, we're entitled. I get so angry. And you're like, you listen. You will listen to my show and you will we love me. Listen. I have discussed. I never said anything about loving me, for one. For two, it's been well documented that I have a shit ton of anger issues. <laughs> okay. A construction worker fell 150 feet while working on the MGM Grand Sign on Wednesday and lived. <laughs> Landscaping broke his fall, but he did suffer serious injuries. He's now in stable condition. See, so I kind of look at what happened to that circulating. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> still, still too soon. It's still yeah. too, too soon. soon. No, Not it's horrific, Karen. This is how we deal with tragedy on this show. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show at East Coast Gambler reported that Carmine's Italian restaurant at Caesars Forum Shops offers free Wi-Fi to diners. Nice. How is it that the property doesn't offer it, but, but a the restaurant fucking can. restaurant does? <laughs> <laughs> and the RJ did an article updating the progress on Link and revealed that plans are to open some restaurants and shops in December, but the entire area will not fully be open until February of 2014. The RJ is obviously a very respectable publication, but anytime I hear somebody reference it by saying the RJ, which is common, I just think of like a like a like a porno mag. I don't know. <laughs> what? Wow. All right. I don't know why. Rim job magazine? Is that what you're going for here? Oh. No, 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 no. I just it's just what I don't know. My messed up brain. That's just somehow like, initials relate to something sexual, but you can't you can't well, articulate it. B, well, BJ kind of looks like RJ. Yeah. Ah, okay. I got you now. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. It's justified to an, ex <laughs> to an extent. Rod Stewart signed a two-year extension to his residency at the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace. So if you think he's care. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the lastly. The baby boomer crowd does. Oh, see? He knows. This guy knows. I'm going to pull another archer here. Hold on. <laughs> Did you get any of that in the trash can? <laughs> no, wasn't even trying. Right. <laughs> and lastly. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> few things that I enjoy with my wife at nauseum. Like, we've watched these episodes yeah, dozens of times. We well, love them. We also them. have them on as, like, background noise. Yeah, that's true. And, and just watch them over and over again. It's so. awesome. I love it so much. Love that show. And once again, finally, <laughs> the last, the last, uh, uh, prop it, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't thank where, anybody. You came up with it. Where, where am I? What, what I was thanking my internal monologue. Wait, where am I? What's happening? What's going on? The voices in your head told that's you? Right. <laughs> the last prop bet we have for episode 100, Vegas Shadow reported this week that Tom Calicchio's new restaurant at Mirage Heritage Steak plans to open August 19th, and the Downtown Grand plans to open September 23rd. Hooray for Tom Calicchio. <laughs> One of those few things that when I saw him, like, all right, I'll share it with Karen. <laughs> <laughs> he did tell me that in advance, but then basically said we can't go to the restaurant. I did not. Over there. I yeah, did you not. Did. You're such a liar. I did not. Oh, no. You, you subtly said, wait, we're going to go to two I made places? a sarcastic comment and then confirmed that, yes, for you, I would do this. But I love how you don't seem to follow up on the thing that I did that was sweet. You just want to make me look like a fucking asshole. Yep. Yeah, you just need to take notes about some 60-year-old guy playing, picking the wasting his million My, my Vegas loyalty points on the stupid <laughs> Vegas Bellagio song. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for our ridiculously overdone news and prop bed segment. I'm sorry, it's my fault. Uh, it probably is, Usually, but we'll move yeah. on to the next segment.
So being that this is our 100th show, let's take a look at some of the things that we've done so far. Just a few earmarks of the things that we've done, some details that I'm sure most people are semi-aware of, but I have details, so well, I will share and them. Mark wants to you know, celebrate himself, as he said earlier. So really? Is this what we're going to keep doing? This is what it's going to be. This is what we're going to keep doing? Yep. We are. You People have demanded that we do this, Karen. This was not up. me. You I literally didn't up. have an idea of what we are going to do two weeks ago, and it finally hit me because I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I would rather do a show and move on. But people somehow think I am godlike, Karen, and I have to service that. So, Brian, who, who said, like, right from the beginning that, you know, this show, show is about celebrating me? Was was that Mark? Did he say I th that? I think that the name, the title of this episode should be Yay, Mark. I'm getting a beer. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Wait, if he's getting a beer, then I need more ice so I can have more alcohol. My alcoholic wife just wandered off. I apologize. No, that's good. She should stay wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to edit that one out. No, no, I won't. But she'll never know because she doesn't listen to the show. So. <laughs> We're talking about you, but it's your own fault. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. Mark is a dick. Mark is a dick. Mark is a gigantic asshole. <laughs> it didn't even rhyme. That was awful. It doesn't have to. It was awful. It's all true. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Accuracy's not important here. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some of the shit we've done. Let's celebrate, celebrate us. And we'll start off with Vintage Vegas. Brian, what have we done with that? Well, we've done Vintage Vegas segments on Billy Wilkerson, The El Rancho, How the Mob Came to Vegas, and The Desert Inn. And the really exciting thing is that I've vocalized many times that I went through kind of a writer's block for a while where I didn't want to read or any research or any kind of thing like that. But I've recently, fueled largely by alcohol and, and, uh, by. and inquiry. <laughs> yeah. As with anything else you do. Creatively. Right. I mean, let's, let's just let's, let's yeah. contextualize it right there. We have over 100 episodes in various states of pre-production. What? I'm not bullshit. Even if it's just like one word typed out. In the, <laughs> <laughs> the title. I, I want to talk about this and this and bullshit. this. Bullshit. Listen, and this, all right. Let's not mock word. the in, insane effort that I'm... Yes. Yes. And I counted before we did this. Over 100. When it comes to property, people, and events. Yes. Several, over several of them read... In this Vintage Vegas segment, we dot, dot, dot. You, I hate you both so much. I work so hard, and you just trivialize it right here. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's go into reviews, pricks. So, so can I do reviews? You should do reviews. You yeah, are yeah, part you of it. You should. So on reviews. So we've done reviews on Tender Steakhouse in Center Bar, which, by the way, Center Bar was the worst rating we've ever given. No, it isn't. Because I gave a one out of five. Oh, that was not a, um, sorry. That's, yeah, that wasn't on a review segment. Yeah. yeah. I don't even listen to the reviews, and I know. <sighs> we talk those are so much here. fun. I don't understand why you don't listen to those. Oh, my God, they're some of the best. He, I don't deliberately not listen to stuff. I just don't. Like, you, you, don't you don't intentionally make the effort <laughs> how, 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 how little it is. I'm guessing listen to them in the car. Well, now they're not in the car. Well, we don't drive anywhere. Right. That's you don't right. go anywhere. All right. There you go. <laughs> It's really as easy as play, but why be bothered? <laughs> so I'm not going to get into the vast number of reasons why I can't listen to the show, but maybe for, maybe <laughs> I for another I.e. the episode. child who's going to start talking soon and mimicking every word. Oh, oh, as if Brian has somehow censored himself from this child. No, not a... Well, I have, actually. I don't know. What? I don't believe I that for to. a second. I do. Don't make it sound like I'm going to have to be the corruptive influence here, Brian, because I'll do it. No, we are. Yeah, we already expect that from you, though. So, hence the Aww. reason that we haven't seen him other than so that one sweet. time. So sweet. Well, that's just effort on either okay. of our sides. Back to the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you should. 
just trample all over it and expect right. you to make something of it. I hope you're enjoying ruining this. Go now, go. If, if you two would shut the fuck up, I would. If you would go, we would be able to shut the fuck up. We've Waiting done on you, princess. We got to. We done. <laughs> we have to fill time because you're not doing it. This is a fast-paced show. We gotta go, go, go. Okay, this, if you two would shut the fuck... Marco is bitches because he wants... I need, like, a second or two of spacing in between. He goes, you go. He goes, you go. When the fuck am I supposed to give him his second of spacing? Because <laughs> you guys are jumping all over each other. True? We have to get you to come back every show. This is great. <laughs> really? Because you've just been bitching about me oh, being here. Oh, fuck off, fire. both of you. All right. So, now we have an angry Karen saying, <laughs> we've done reviews on Tender Steakhouse and Center Bar. And by the way, Center Bar was the worst rating we've ever given, which was two out of five. I, I put two out of five, but doesn't it feel like it was one? You know what I think it is? I think we didn't hate it. We were just like, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to go back All into right. it. But both of those are at Luxor. Then we did um, Rum Bar, Steak, and BB King's at the Mirage. Obviously, BB King's isn't there right. anymore. This is how, how reviews has transcended the yeah. world of Vegas. Wait, folks, there's a trend coming. <laughs> Diablo's, Brand Steakhouse, and Brand Lounge at Monte Carlo. We also did Umbar Lounge at Tropicana, which, again... Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Bally's, Paris, and Bill's Gambling Hall from a property standpoint, and... Bill's doesn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> That's a huge favorite to all of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except what's going to be there is going to be way more expensive. Right, yeah, we're never so. going to be able to enjoy that area again. <laughs> we did Octane at Excalibur. Baccarat Bar at Bellagio. Which I will say is the best experience we've ever had at Bellagio. It is. Yes. And, and we talked about that. Yep. We have given uh, two five out of five ratings. And those were at PBR Rock Bar at Planet Hollywood and Centrifuge at MGM Grand. Now, the PBR Rock Bars, we guys have the ridiculous mac and cheese, right? Yes. Oh, Doritos, Doritos crusted, crusted mac and cheese. <laughs> yes. You can well, put Doritos in pretty much anything. Right. It's be right. Well, Taco, quite, Bell, Taco Bell understands this. Right. <laughs> Can't believe it. A lot of time to get on the fucking bus. All right. And I'm Let's wondering go. what's taking them so long to get more flavors out. But really? whatever. So we also have upcoming reviews on eye candy. Palazzo, Burger Bar, Twin Peaks, BLT Burger, Senior Frogs, and many, many more. As of today, we have 18 reviews in various stages of pre-production. Stages of pre-production? <laughs> that would be the alcohol. Um, <laughs> as of today, we have 18 reviews in various stages. Stages of pre-production. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I do all the effort. I just need you to say it. <laughs> It's one, it's one letter. It is. <laughs> right, right. We've also released over 38 YouTube videos in just over a year, and we've gotten 7,000 views of those. That is awesome. It's kind of, and, and we know we've gotten listeners from those, which is really yes. cool. That, that was yeah. really cool. That was really cool. It was. Our most popular reviews are the Paris Review. Shocking. I know. Who would have thought? We literally at some point say, there's too many French people here. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently people and like And somehow people are like, we agree. We agree. <laughs> the, this, this is accurate, yes. <laughs> the Chandelier Bar and directions to find secret pizza. What I think is funny is apparently there was one just this week that we posted that we didn't cuss on. 
and the property. It was, um, it was TNT, tacos and tequila. <laughs> Retweeted did, it like, like did we, we didn't swear, and I officially apologize to all of our listeners that we somehow didn't <laughs> fact, swear. Like, on I can't that. believe the did property. Did you have to release a formal statement on that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I should. I officially apologize here. <laughs> I, I have to go back and listen to that again, like the uninterrupted, because I cannot believe we didn't swear. It really we is surprising. Like, how do we not swear? <laughs> Let's talk about some slots. We reviewed. 57 different slots, and we were able to attend G2E and share it with you, which is one of our most popular episodes of the show. Wait, we were able or you were able? Well, I mean, I try to say you we are, to include you, you people, but let's show. be honest, mm-hmm. I am. I am. Although, Although you are joining me this year. Or us. And or But the great like thing that. is, Brian, if you ever decided that you wanted to join us, I could get you a press pass. I could well, do it. I got Karen working for this year. That would be very generous of you. Well, it would be. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware of my gener- my, my, my oh, various generosities. Jesus. <laughs> no, but it's going to be a slightly different experience this year because I'm actually also going to G2E. It's going to so. be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I mean, it's the I one thing that... sample all the wine bars that are set up. If they have it again. I mean, I assume they do, but... They better. Well, <laughs> that was part of the draw for me. I can see her getting in here and taking a press badge and throwing it. I'm like, fuck this place. There is no free wine. There's no free God food or wine it. here. <laughs> That's the only reason why she's going to fuck you and your fucking slot machines. (laughs) That is the only reason. He sent me pictures when he was there last year of like the wine bars that are just set up with all this free wine to try and food. I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, I can't do this. Mark's going to get an email after this from the powers that be, and they're going to be like, listen, we heard the 100th episode. And we're revoking your press pass because, first of all, let's face it, you're not really press. And then, secondly, oh, your wife just wants to right. preload food and drink from us. Yes. So, you oh my God, that it. hurts so bad. I am press, Brian. Come on, you're taking one of the one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to me because of the show, and you're, you're shitting. You're shitting credit. right on it, Brian. Brian. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here to do. Well, that's fair enough. But you're, yeah. you're like the just the anchor that's there to be a straight man. I mean, Mark is the field agent that goes out and does all this oh. stuff. So he he is he's press. I mean, oh, yeah, come Brian. on. Mushroom stamp. Mushrooms there. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> hey, I came up with that. Matt just defined it. <laughs> no, but it is. Well, he didn't honesty, come up with it because he knew what it was. I'm really excited about the, the idea because, as it's been crystal clear with this show, I'm a super, super fanboy, and I would love to see Karen's take on this in general just because I'm going to be like, this is so cool. And she'd be like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and to her point, fancy food and wines, that's not really my style. Yeah. So you guys can, between the two of you, you'll be able to take full advantage of everything G2 has, Correct. has to offer. Exactly. Correct, yeah. Despite your mockery and tone. And quite honestly, a lot of the games that he tells me are also and amazing. When I've tried to play them, I haven't won shit. So I'm actually <laughs> looking forward to being able to play them and just go, bonus, hooray! Right. Oh, this is fun when you hit the bonus. Right. right. And, I'm, How- and I'm so disappointed to learn that my, the favorite, my favorite slot, like the most fun I've ever had playing a slot, uh, Dark Knight, is completely off of Casino Floors. I, I don't get it either. It's, it's amazing. It's so disappointing. I don't get it. Uh-huh. I don't get it at all. But uh, despite Brian's mocking bullshit tone, I, I would like to appreciate, <laughs> I would like to say thank you to our listeners for making me somehow a legitimate form of press that I have access to something like this. It's Literally a dream come true. Literally. That I will be happy to dump on it anytime. (laughs) That's why we love you, Brian. Until he wants to take advantage of it. That is why we love you. Right. And for the Twitpix of the week, well, let's talk about who won the most. This Um, is really, really interesting. Why don't you share with us what I found? Uh, it all comes back to my... You know what? Hang on a second. Why don't you go ahead and share what you found? No, no, Brian. It, it's best that I do the work and you somehow enjoy the glory. So 
<laughs> I, I, and I, I take, I make no effort to share in the glory. I'm just see, but it's help. something that I love about. In all seriousness, a little, a little sidetrack here. It's one of the things that I absolutely adore about you. Is you and I kind of came together and came up with this concept, and it quickly became one of these things. And it was Brian's idea, and you're like, I want to do this. Brian's like, go ahead. But that's what I mean. It's Knock like Brian came up with the idea, and it was quickly like. Oh, oh, this is going to keep you busy and out of my hair? Go. Go with it. I only have to deal with your bullshit for like an hour or two once a week while I've somehow busied you? Excellent. This is the best idea I've ever come up with. Uh, I've earned hardcore friend points over this. Oh, it's G- Brian. It's <laughs> Major whoa, points whoa. and then define the relationship to no end. Yeah. He, he's it, redefined relationships yeah. with my friends. Brian, Brian is little transcended. That's why you have my, no... my stereotypical definition of a friend. Yeah, you don't have any other friends? Is that what you're saying? I have other <laughs> friends. I just prefer Brian's company and his lack of attentiveness. <laughs> my elusiveness makes me so desirable. Oh, Only to some. Others, always, well, that's okay. We're just grateful that you're that yeah. elusive. Well, Mark's grateful anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, so why don't you share some of the details we found out about TwitPix of the Week. Who's won the most? Okay, well, at Dribble Glass has won the most with seven. Seven times. Um, all I those checks surprised. are really paying off. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, next up is John Colson Photo with four. I, well, I would have thought for sure he would have gotten the most, but no. No. Well, uh, Dribble Glass kind of had an inside track. Well, that's true, but the thing is, is he also has talent, which is why it's happened. So it's well, almost yes. it's almost like he has talent, just like John does. Also, yes. But at the same point, he has more access to it. So I totally get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Lisa MP twenty two with four times as well. Nice. And then Matt M- at MH Broadhurst with three times, and that's the first and only three peat we've had. Surprisingly, we've had a couple of people who have done back to backs, but nobody's hitting a three peat except for Matt. Well, and, and I, you know, I'm going to rip on Matt for this. There was a three week or two week gap in there for the holiday season, but whatever, you know, it was three weeks in a row. <laughs> nice. What a shit on an accomplishment. <laughs> it's Matt. And a valueless it accomplishment. It <laughs> it's Matt. I can do that to him and he won't be offended. He'll be like, oh, that bitch I got to do that. <laughs> right. Yes, Matthew, you must. <laughs> All right. And keeping with our 100th episode celebration, we've got some FAQs that we're going to address. Uh, general questions we've received from various listeners over time. Apparently, Mark doesn't recall who asked what, but the <laughs> questions tend to be similar from person to person. Yeah, they're usually questions that have happened multiple times. So it's one of those things that we've answered this question several times, but we haven't answered it officially. So we figured... Or fully. Yeah, or fully. You know, So we figured the 100th episode is clearly the, the, the proper forum to, to finally answer these questions in general to people. So the first question that comes up most of the time is, how did you come up with the segments and 360 Vegas Vacation? All right, well, that's a lot of stuff. So let's break it down per segment. Yep. Let's start with prop bets. All right, now we kept running into items that I thought were interesting but didn't have much in the line of details. There were things that, you know, I wish someone would have told me when I was just a listener in the Vegas podcast community of listeners some of them started to find their way into coming attractions or Vegas deals, but here's a good recent example. Info like New York, New York has closed off the Brooklyn Bridge for renovations doesn't really fit into any of those things, but it's something that I would have wanted someone to tell me and I wanted to address on our show. So it's a perfect example of what a prop bet is. So we tried to get clever. The concept was to switch up the pace. In the news, Brian reads the headlines, I give you the details, and at the end, we comment or make a joke. 
Since there isn't a whole lot of detail to share with these, that format wouldn't work, and I didn't want to be the only one talking, so we thought it would be really good to take turns at that point. So we came up with the name Prop Bets because we thought of all the Super Bowl prop bets, like, you know, who wins the oh, coin Wait, top. are we allowed to say that word on the show? I don't give a fuck. They can sue me for nothing. If they okay. find it. For nothing. Yeah. We'll, pull it, we'll pull the episode down and edit it That's out. right. <laughs> but stupid shit like the coin toss, it's one of those things that it's just an extra thing that you can gamble on. There's really no science behind it. Anything could happen. And it's a one-off kind of a thing. It's like there's going to be a resolution at the end of this, and boom, it's not the resolution of the game. It's just some little side thing. Or in craps, when you bet the hard ways, betting on the next six that you throw will be a hard six. It's a one-off bet. Prop bets are just a nice change of pace while gambling and, you know, other things are taking longer to resolve themselves. So that's how the segment was born and where the name came from. All right. So next up was the idea for jackpots, <laughs> which was funny. Don't you talk shit about it. It was a good idea. <laughs> that was one of our initial segments. That was, was that was from episode one, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and quite a while. Yeah. Well, we had several thoughts on this and learned a few things in the end, obviously. First, we thought the information was interesting, and we thought others would find it interesting, too. Obviously, that wasn't right, but... Uh, well, <laughs> some, some did. Like some it, did. <laughs> some did. Um, second, we knew it would be a good way to develop relationships with the properties and get our name out there. Mostly through Twitter, and that's obviously Mark pretty much on full-time Twitter. So um, you're able to keep up with the jackpots and, you know, properties retweeting and everything like that. Right, it was right. a way for us to get some exposure. But we quickly realized that not all properties were posting this kind of information. So what we thought we could do is reward the properties that did share their large jackpots and encourage other properties to share that information via Twitter. And it started to work for a while. We learned how social media works in Vegas through this as well, which uh, w with frequent turnover. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Relationships we built were worthless six to eight months down the road because someone new was running the social media at that point. So it also made the hope of progressively growing property participation for the segment of, that was a futile endeavor. Right, right. <laughs> we still thought it was fun and interesting, though, and since, um, you know, it would never be the segment we wanted it to be, we just decided to axe it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, like I said, it, you, I, actually, there's not really nothing to add to it. You literally said it all right there. Yeah, pretty straightforward. <laughs> it died. Yeah. A miserable, painful death. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you have playing Vegas and coming attractions. All right, so this should be pretty easy to figure out. No other Vegas show does it, and Something we always wish someone would do. We, i.e. Mark. What, what? Do we always have to clarify this? Do we always have to make it sound like I'm the only one that makes an effort? Everyone knows I'm the only one that makes an effort, but I don't understand why you have to illustrate it. Is that is this celebration of me after 100? See, the funny thing is I'm not sure if you want me to rip on you or if you want me to just shut up and stop doing it. So I'm going to go with the I don't really you know, know either. Rip like, on you. What is she going to do? Just, yeah, no, because it's funny. You're like... We always wish someone would. Brian just wanted to talk about Vegas, so it was obviously you. All right, well, fine, whatever. I'm great. We'll see if it makes uh, into, into the, the edit. Show. Right. <laughs> Honestly, the whole the whole driving force be behind me even mentioning a Vegas team podcast, Mark, if you recall, in the first place was the vintage stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what really drew me to it. And then it just turned out to be this thing where we were doing like, well, there's no, there's no way we would have enough content, you know, to keep that up <laughs> every week. Mm-hmm. So it turned into this, and, and a lot of it was back and forth between, well, what should we have and what shouldn't we have? And Mark mostly came up with a lot of the content for the regular show, but um, the, the vintage stuff is really what, what draws me. Well, in. it's funny because you said there's no way we would have enough content for the vintage, which is obviously Mark. There's no way um, 
and then you said, okay, so we came up with enough content for the weekly show. And I'm still like, it's Mark. He gave me credit. Don't Where fucking shit on this man. <laughs> this man made funny. it very clear. I don't think people realize how much work and time and effort goes into this. And even Brian, I'm going to call Brian out on this shit all the time. So you wanted to learn about Vegas Listen, and basically Brian, set Mark off on a little research mission. That is go, not it. That is go not it Go figure it out. Brian yeah, was actually, And come back actually, and tell me. You weren't a part of the initial conversation, so, you know. Shut I mean, up. Is yeah, it? pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm just the, going based on what you just said. I'm going based on what you just said. Were happening, they were happening via inner office communication between Mark and myself. And they were happening <laughs> usually like anything when Mark and I... When you were supposed to work. Uh, we were working. Anything Mark and I handle are at length. Right. You know, <laughs> at, at length. We had a lot of discussions about it. And yeah. a lot of it started off with me and Mark sharing notes on different property research See? at the beginning. See? He's like a so, sounding board. I may have been writing it all, but I'm like, Brian, is this good? He's like, no, it's not. You should do something else. The big thing that, that came in and really put a halt on my stuff is that we started the show a month before I started school. Yeah. So I definitely bit off more than I could chew at well, first. Now, now you're putting was, pressure on yourself because you're saying in three months you're going to start yeah, contributing you're like a beast. I can't wait to see what you're going to contribute once you're done with wow, school. Wow, somebody just drew a fucked up line mm. in the sand. I don't know. I, I cared a lot about what content went into it. And when I realized how much passion you were going to put into where the direct what the direction was going to be for some of the segments i was like listen i'm not nearly as passionate about it as you are go right ahead and take control and be in control of it and i'm fine with that i so- agree i actually thought it was a great partnership you you quickly realized that this meant more to me than most things outside of Karen. I had in my no life. idea what it was going to mean to you before right. I, like when I had initially kind of proposed the idea. I thought right. it was just going to be one of those things that we just kind of casually did, and you turned it into something that I never. That's the other thing with it too. You took it in a in a direction I didn't see it going in initially. Right. Well, and it's it's something I'm incredibly grateful for because it's one of those things like there aren't many people who conceptualize the idea together and then allow one guy to go. All right, this clearly means a lot to you. Just do whatever it is that you want, and I'll do what you need me to do to fulfill this. And I am incredibly grateful that you were that partner. So I want to jump in here because I feel, number one, really bad on calling Brian out for not doing shit. They're all jokes. Um, We know. No, but... I don't don't feel... I'm not offended by it No, I'm not, but I wanted... Like, I have a serious point to make here. Number, you know, number one is that. Number two, I don't want to understate the impact that I know Brian has had because he is your sounding board and oh, yeah. you've come up with a lot of ideas and you, you know, put them to Brian and he's like, yeah, well, there are a lot of shitty ideas that Brian has saved our listeners from. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank him for that. That's right. And, you know what? And from my standpoint, since we're, you know, doing all this, I appreciate the fact, Brian, that you helped him get to this point and introduce this to him because the mark of now versus the mark before is, Oh, so much easier to live with. What? Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was a rough time. And if you remember, we came off this incredible high that was my wedding. Yeah. Yes. And then, you yeah. know, you, you know, there was a lot of things. And we're not going to get into all, of the, right. all the details about everything. But uh, it went from this tremendous high that we were all on. And then it, it kind of everything just kind of came crashing down for you, Mark, personally. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Obviously not, in, not really in your personal life because everything was good yeah, there, but in other areas, yeah, yeah, and, fell you know, apart. Yeah, so yeah, everything just kind of, kind of turned into this uh, nasty, shenanigan-laden thing with other, you know, other aspects. Right, and, right. Uh, this was, you know, this was, this is what exactly what you needed. Yep. And again, it, I give a ton of credit to you because you, you steered him in the right direction in so many ways, and. Oh, this is gonna be the only time I'm probably ever gonna say that you know I like you or whatever. But thank you so much for that, Brian. <laughs> well, I, you're welcome. I After think. After that, 
you can go fuck yourself. But nice. uh, thanks, thanks for help, help keeping him sane and in a stable, somewhat straight direction. All right, we, we actually had a direction for the show. But I guess this is Segway. semi along with the theme, but why don't we move on to the next point? Yeah. And that is... How did uh, we determine what we wanted to report on? The area of Vegas that the show would cover, and kind of probably the only person who could answer this, so I'll just go on and answer. I I literally asked myself the question. I just went off of what I found was interesting, which is basically the Strip and places not very far from the Strip. Places that you could walk to, but more importantly, places that you could see in the same setting if you were in a helicopter. Then there's Fremont Street, which, you know, it's close neighbors to the Strip. Now, I've got nothing against local properties, but I wouldn't make the effort to go visit them, so I didn't want to cover them. And that's, it's really, it's not any more thought put into it than that. It's the Strip, Fremont, and the places in their localities walking distance-wise. So, next question was, where did the idea for Twit Pick of the Week and Vegas Mate Review of the Week come from? All right, well, I, I would have given this to Brian, but clearly this is another one that I have to answer. <laughs> No, this was totally your idea. For well, you. Every part of it was your idea. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much the same as playing Vegas and coming attractions. I've always liked reading Vegas Mate reviews, you know, just to talk about that segment, especially when I'm planning what we want to do on our trip. So I reached out to Hunter and asked him if he minded if we did it. And, you know, I mean, he, he, he liked it and approved the idea. To this day... I still haven't met Hunter face-to-face. That's the weirdest thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We've communicated many times via email, social media, whatnot, but I still haven't had the opportunity to meet him. We had one chance shortly after the, the show started when Hunter was in town, yeah. and he was trying to get some stuff done, but unfortunately he was having some computer problems, had to go to the uh, Apple store, and it, it ruined our ability to meet each other. But he's been really, really supportive, helpful, and just awesome, awesome. Now onto the Twit Peak. Now this came to me when I started paying a little more attention to Twitter, looking for news sources, and found so many awesome pictures that people and properties were sharing. Similar to prop bets, I wanted to be able to share with people all the cool pictures I saw. And then one idea led to another, so I selected the best one of each week, and that's how it was born. There's really not much more to it than that. The Twit Pick of the Week was one of those ideas that you and I had talked about. Well, you came up with the idea, first of all, and then you were like, uh, this was during the kind of back and forth in the beginning. We're like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? Right. This is one of those ideas you had. I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, this we're is exactly what we need. So proud of coming up with this concept. It, it's it's one of our most popular features. I mean, there are people who actively seek trying to get awarded for this. And so much that we've had terrorist threats against us uh, because of it. <laughs> and it's helped expand or allow you to demonstrate your expansive vocabulary, which... Yes. Oh, it's allowed me to... to it's, over been a, and, it's been a truly ethereal experience. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Which is completely segueing into what I was about to say. It's the one thing in this show that when I write, I intentionally go, there are no boundaries. I'm going way above. Above I'm gonna, and beyond. I'm going to over-articulate. It's the one thing that I write in this show. I'm like going, oh, yeah, I'm just overboard is what we're going for. So the next question we got was, how did you come up with 360 Vegas Vacation, and will there be another one? All right, first off, I'm sure there will be another one, but after some serious writer's block, you know, I I had a big desire to work on slot reviews, 360 Vegas reviews, vintage Vegas research, and and writing. So I'm trying to manage that passion so it doesn't burn out again, or if it does burn out again, I was as productive as I could possibly be (laughs) before it burns out. Now... Regarding 360 Vegas Vacation, that really kind of came to us organically 
poolside at Bally's. It did. I traditionally tend to get bored hanging out with Karen poolside. <laughs> and, and when I'm hungover, I don't really feel like doing a whole lot of vintage research or reading or anything kind of in general like that. So my mind tends to wander. Like always. Like always, but it still needs direction. So at first we thought, let's do some kind of a, of a, of a get-together with listeners. And like, I don't know, maybe it'll be a performance. But then we were like, that's been done before. I don't really want to do that yeah. again. You know, what is it that people would really want to do? And then it kind of hit me. Like some of our most popular episodes are of trip reports. It's just that, you know, people love to hear the stupid shit that we're doing there and the dumbass drunk tales that we have. And then it kind of, you know, I thought, you you don't like those? No, I said we have a lot of those. (laughs) It's accurate. (laughs) So then we started to realize, like, I think what people would like to do is they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of those fucked up shenanigans that were like, oh, my God, I was there when that dumbass did that. That was so great. And that's really what Us kind of... Us being the dumbasses. Well, that's correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're looking for, you know, accuracy here. So at that point, we just decided, you know, we wanted to have it be an experience. As far as 360 Biggest Vacation 2 goes, uh, we're kind of going to let that happen organically, too. I mean, we have some very basic ideas, like... We, uh, having, let me just say, we'd like to do it again. We had the best time... It was so much fun. We have almost Met without some exception, amazing people. Almost without exception, people tell us that that is the best time they've ever had in Vegas. And the reason I say almost without exception is not everyone has told us <laughs> what they thought. Everyone who has told us has said it's the best time they've ever had in Vegas. So we, of course, want to be able to do that again. But for one, we don't like to do the same shit over again. And right. and I mean, other than obviously the best of. But I'm always trying to figure out a way to make it better. Which we're kind of doing right now. Right. But that's okay. Right. And, um, and, and secondly, we wanted to... to we're, we're trying to figure out how we can take it to the next level. Like the concept of, you know, uh, uh, doing something poolside or getting a cabana or t- staying at the same resort, you know, of coming to our I don't know head. that I want to be in a swimsuit with it, most of these folks. <sighs> whatever, um, whatever. We're not talking about your I'm insecurities. We're talking about 360. No, it's not insecurities. It's, oh, we don't have time for your shit. We don't have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> But the point is, I'm sure it's going to happen. Currently, nothing is on the docket. No idea. If you're if you're looking for us to give you a 2014 date, hasn't hit us. Now I'm not gonna say that we don't go to G2E and all of a sudden, boom, it hits me. But right now, as of our 100th episode, no idea what we're gonna do for 360 Vegas Vacation. Too. So welcome to the world of being married to Mark and planning with him, because. For the most part, although he is a planner, he has to wait to decide. It has the plan. to be organic. It has no. to come well, to. Once me. he's like, "I'm going to do this," then there'll be a plan. He hasn't gotten to the point Whatever. yet. So. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So next question was, where do you get the casino audio that you play in the background? This is actually kind of a serendipitous moment. I, w- I specifically remember when it happened. We were at Bally's. I was wandering around the floor. I wasn't really in the mood to, to gamble or anything. So I do like I often do, usually when it's late or if it's too early and I don't really care to gamble, you're usually at the spa or some shit. Whatever it is, you're busy because I know I don't have to fucking drag you along yeah, kicking and screaming. you can drag me for this shit. So I'm wandering around the casino and it's after the iPhone added the voice recorder to it. And I was impressed with how, how good of a job that it actually does. So as I'm wandering around and I'm kind of enjoying the ambiance of, of the, the casino, I started to think, you know what would be really cool? Like, like, you know how some people will get CDs and shit of like the ocean and shit like that? I'm like, 
I should record audio of a bunch of these casinos. Like, it'd be really cool. I get to, you know, just kind of feel like I'm in Vegas. Like, especially, you know, I have a mania about my personality, and I, I get to some pretty dark places, which is what brought us, you know, how we, Brian helped me discover the show and, and a myriad of things in, in my life. So I was like, this is something that genuinely makes me happen. I should just record it. Then the concept kind of came of, shortly after I came up with the idea of just recording it, is we should have this as, as part of the show. I mean, it's it's so, like, the idea of two buddies hanging out at a casino, bullshitting while they're gambling, doing whatever, I'm like, that is, that's like the ultimate fun. That's so much fun every time we do it. We should have that as what the show, the show should be. Two buddies bullshitting about Vegas, and where would the best place be to do that in the casino and it that's was, where it when we from. when we were brainstorming ideas for the show i remember because before that you were listening to a lot of other podcasts i was getting into a lot of the disney podcasts right and a lot of the disney podcasts have like the actual attraction ride music or area background wow. music playing in the background i don't think and i, I remember saying that it would be awesome if we had casino music in the background and you're like i already have that and it was what what are the odds that you had already happened to have the right, right. casino wow, background I, music? That's so it right. was I perfect. Forgot about that. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. <laughs> One interesting detail that I did want to share with people that I'm kind of proud of. I don't know if anybody else cares about, but I wanted to share it with everybody. All the casino audio we have, 100% from Vegas and 100% from properties that we cover in this show. We don't have anything. Um, we, we live close to Tunica now. We, we, there are casinos in Illinois. None of the audio you hear on this show is from them. They are only from Vegas properties that I personally walked around, hit record on that voice recorder, and, and just strolled for and, 10, and 15 minutes. And for the minutes. record, he's yelled at me before if I walked up to him and said something. He's like, you fucked up my audio. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Through well, magic of well but, our, later. but our listeners have also ruined that as well because I never in a million years would have thought that people would listen so intently that they could hear four seconds of a pop song playing over the goddamn PA. And that drove me insane because, for one, if you're going to hear music, for one, it's going to take you away from what we're trying to do. For two, it immediately dates it. So after we got a couple of those replies, I was like, oh, he went back to I'm going to edit the, the casino audio. <laughs> Right. So now every time I record it, I listen. And I'm like, is there anything noticeable? Is there anything? Oh, 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 other, other than the fishbowl. Uh, At the fishbowl, you mean uh, uh, goldfish? Goldfish. Yes. Yes. Goldfish, but it's, it's a fishbowl bonus. Well, that's that's right. We we have let. Listen, if people can figure that out, that's that's fine. But the interesting thing about that is we pull from 15 to 20 different casinos each episode for the show. And every time I go back to Vegas, I record more. And I'm the only one who actually knows where, where it comes from. And for some reason, that Most people don't care. They that just love me. the background underneath. Yeah. I'm just giving well, you... And it's, so, it's so fitting, you know, for the show. And yeah. it just fits right in. And it makes you feel like you're there. And I think that's... Um, I don't... Are any other are, are any other Vegas shows doing doing? Nobody that? does that, Brian. No. Nobody. No. <laughs> just us. That's just us. Enhanced Podcast. I had, a, I had a check for a second. Editing and uh, casino audio background. Only us. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> I kind of want to know what that was. <laughs> no, editing, I editing, I will say. Editing, right. not not overrated. No, <laughs> that's right. It is not. <laughs> if you folks have could no hear idea this how awful wrong. this is in the original recording. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> uh, editing, not overrated. Um, yeah, like nose whistling in the microphone <laughs> is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Or teeth sucking or giant size or yeah. anything you don't realize. You're doing well, like, uh, 
and I'm terribly God. guilty of all of that, and How I try to ums? make a conscious effort not to, and it's just one of those things you don't even know you're doing it. Well, and 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 I, I say, have... how many ums have you edited out? But the this? thing is, the one thing that I've always done to every coast co-host I've had is I've never criticized or told you how much you do it because I want you to be relaxed and organic when you're recording and I'll take care of fixing all that in the end. Don't he be self-conscious. Don't worry about it. Phenomenal job. Yeah. We were so... It's... Yeah. A lot of those things like the, the teeth sucking and all that stuff. That all, that that stuff is, is one thing. But do you remember when we first started recording the original show how stiff we sounded. Oh my God, Brian! We're going to talk not about even, that. Not in even a bit, episode one of yes. this show. We're, we're going to talk we about that. We were before oh. this show. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, well, it's well. We went through the progressive arc that I think a lot of successful. Let, let me clarify: successful podcasts go through where when you start. You're so very you're radio-esque. Saying... You're very morning zoo douchey, you know, because you think that's somehow fun or interesting. Or you that's know, what people want to hear. Right, right. Or, or then you become stiff like we did in our first couple episodes where it was clear we were trying to attract a commercial audience. And the best thing about that, and I know we've said it dozens of times, is you and I just forgot that we were supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when the show got really good. It's like, oh, oops. <laughs> like, oh, well, people like you now. Like, all right, well, fuck it. Then. <laughs> There's no reason. Yeah, we to... started. Yeah, we started um, cutting loose a little bit when we. The, well, the more hate mail we got, uh, the <laughs> more ourselves so we were. It really was. Right? It really was. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move into some favorite moments of the show. And not only our favorite moments, but some listener favorite moments as well. Well, it's one of those weird things that, you know, I've reached out to you, I've reached out to Karen, I'm like, what are your favorite moments from the show? And it's almost impossible to state them because it's like each episode, you enjoy that episode while you're recording it. I then edit it and end up putting it out there. And sometimes we listen to it after it's been edited, sometimes we don't, but it's one of those things that, and it's another thing that we've said dozens of times. The concept here is two buddies, and then it's expanded from that, getting together and making each other laugh. Now, how often do buddies get together and be like, oh, do you remember that one thing that you did? Unless it was some kind of a crazy, like, who would have ever in a million years thought this would have happened? You yeah. don't recall the times you hung out and be like, oh, I remember that joke you told that was really funny. <laughs> so there hasn't been a whole lot that, that we could do. However, there is one that I absolutely adored. That, uh, that was shit. Matt. Really? Matt sharing. And we've, we've got some audio for you that I know I said a couple episodes that we couldn't find it, but as this show frequently does, and, and thank you, Brian, for as tapping into, find it when, when I least expect to be able to find something, that's usually when it hits me. So I'd like to share with you one of my favorite moments, which is when Matt shares that he is familiar with felching, but not familiar with the word dichotomy. That, that was your break-in? That's, that's what you wanted to comment on. So I should have just kept going. Is the well, no, okay. All right. So we have to put this into context because we just finished, which I don't know which order you're going to release these in. Probably nowhere in the order you think. I don't care. But I, <laughs> we just finished the brand review. And to go from that to your, your take on that to your take on this, to me, is it, it's still fresh in my We're mind. a good time. I, it's <laughs> unbelievable. We, we, we want the polar opposites, the, the incredible crushing defeat of why why are we living, what is the point, and and the Vegas is the greatest place <laughs> See, that's I, ever existed I wasn't even going to give that much, I because you gave me shit for breaking in, and that's when I realized I have to acknowledge the fact that this was a huge dichotomy in the conversation we were having today. Mm-hmm. Not maybe how they're going to read the re- or hear the reviews. You're completely You're forgiven quite, for you. That's quite the professional, Karen. Don't date yourself. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to date myself, but, you know. You're forgiven just for using the word dichotomy. <laughs> they give you a new word to add to the no, rotation. I knew what, don't, how dare you? I knew what dichotomy I'm was. I'm not saying you didn't well know. Done. I'm not saying you yeah, didn't know. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm with you all the way on that dichotomic thing. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's on Google. Right. Like, dichotomy. How the fuck do you spell that? <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Darren. I'll phone a friend. <laughs> Good luck with that. It basically means two opposite ends of the scale. Yes. It's a beautiful Ooh, word. I had never heard that. I've heard the word, but I didn't know what it meant. Well, the way do you see the picture of their signature yeah. like, souvenir drinks? I was like, oh my god! I forgot about that. I believe, I believe we named those the perfect drinking orifices for Matt and Dad. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. The straw with the, the straw in the bull. Who asshole. ever thought of that? You're essentially felching a fucking bull. Felching? Yes. <laughs> yes exactly Matt knows. <laughs> Felching is in which you come into an orifice and then you oh, you God. suck it back from the orifice in which you planted said gum. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What are we doing? This is the weirdest review we have ever done. <laughs> this, this is an education for me on so many levels. Um... <laughs> I love that Matt knew exactly what I was talking about when I said felching. <laughs> I wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs> I don't know what dichotomy means, but I know what felching means. <laughs> what is wrong with me? can't breathe you are one you're one step below that right now matthew you are so close to being here brilliant they do things a little different down there (laughs) i'm listening to the the embarrassment in his voice It's like the extent of my vocabulary should not end with filching. Indication of the folks that he's hanging around that maybe he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one other thing that I wanted to point out before we go into all the listeners who have you know shared with us their favorite moments is that Loki made two appearances in our show and even was titled once as yep. Loki Returns. Yep. And that was episode sixty, and it. it uh, like I said, he's the only, it's the only time we've ever missed a week of show, and we did it intentionally, yeah. and it means a shitload to me. And the fact that he's actually on there, just, it, it means the absolute world to me. Well, and the funny thing is, if you, if you start asking Brian and I about our favorite episodes... It's been tough. My, no, and I love recording this. I love doing the reviews. I love being on the show, even when you give me shit for it. You know, the blackout podcasting... Probably was the best episode ever. Um, I went back and listened to that, by the way. Oh, it's it's, it's so bad and so good at the same time. Um, But the one thing that I do want to say is the listeners and the community that you created when you had your accident. Yeah. uh, That's my favorite part because they gave me, and I said it before, I'm going to say it again, so much strength, so much connection when we were on our own and by ourselves. So... For me, I love all this. I love what you're doing. I love, you know, that it's given you a purpose and a drive. Mm-hmm. And I love being part of it because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but that, for me, just meant the most. Yeah. So. It's probably the, the hardest thing 
that's been to do about the show is figure out what your favorite you, is. Brian, is there can. anything you can think of? There's been a lot of little instances. Like, I, you know, th there's rarely a week that goes by when I'm part of the show where, you know, I, I don't think I'm at least a, a headline that we joked about. And I'm like, I got to go back and listen to the, at least just <laughs> that, one, that one story. So, like, when I say I don't always listen to the show... That's not really true because I always find myself going back saying, I, <laughs> that was hilarious. I need to go back and listen to that part again. The Even one if it's just like a minute or two long or something like yeah. that. One thing that I will say is that I have been through a lot of transition since we started the show. And if you remember, I've, I mean, I've lived in three different places and I've had <laughs> a son and I've been in and out. I've, I started college and now I'm almost done. And so I've gone through all this transition in my life. So everything has just been this crazy swirling torrent of activity and moving and packing things up and dealing with stress and doing homework at four in the morning and just doing, you know, doing all these things. And the one thing that I've always been able to do is take a break and do the show right. until I had to take a break from doing the show because it just got to be way too much. But, that's okay. um, yeah. but you know, it was just one of those things when I was, when I did have those times where I, everything was, was stable enough where I could participate in the show. It was one of those things where I always look forward to stepping away from all of the busyness that was going on in, in life and, and taking time out and hang out with friends and uh, and laughing and enjoying myself. So that that you know, I, I, I kind of look at it just kind of as a whole, and um, I, I enjoy doing the show for that reason mostly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The only thing that I can say easily stands out, and it's once again it dates right back to the initial concept. Vintage Vegas, hands down, the episodes I listen to the most. I adore yeah. them. They're, I've listened to all of them multiple times. Yes, yes. They, they always stay on my iPhone. I always listen to them. I love them so much. I'm so proud of them, and I'm, I'm really happy that I've somehow... I'm hoping I cracked the code and not just caught lightning in a bottle. I hope I figured out how can I continue to do this recreationally so we can put out more of these because they mean the world to me. But... There's a well, lot of other. There's over a hundred in the pipeline. Yes, so. there is, and that's an over exaggerated <laughs> by either of you fucking pricks. Oh <laughs> my god, folks, just tune in. It'll take us twenty years. But what? that's enough about what it is we enjoyed about the show. Let's let's get into what the listeners thought were some of our best moments. Brian, why don't you share uh -oh. with us the first one that one of our listeners specifically pointed out as one of their favorite moments of our first one hundred episodes. Yeah, Alistair, or on Twitter, at Bluestorm200, said his favorite was episode 43, the first minute and 20 seconds of chapter 9. Um. Let's, en let's enjoy it. Our next item of news for this week is Cosmopolitan's Panda Tea Ceremony Exhibit. Cosmopolitan has been dedicated from day one to supporting art in their P3 studio. Now, Vegas Shatter shared their latest artist in residency, and it's known as the Mai Ude sure I'm mispronouncing that, but you'll get the point. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, it's an experimental <laughs> tea ceremony. Now, in this experience, you dress up like a panda <laughs> and, <laughs> conduct, <laughs> and conduct traditional Japanese tea services. Experiences are planned for theme ceremonies, including a trip to the moon, a visit to a parallel universe, and an unnamed surprise event. And Ooh. I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, they cut your fucking liver out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what would be cool, too? Like in Indiana Jones where you get your heart taken out. <laughs> right, and get to watch it beating before you die. Yeah, down. that's cool. Yeah. All this takes place in a room with floor-to-ceiling glass walls for everyone to watch you. If this is art, then I think you have to reference Jeffrey Dahmer as a talented surgeon and amateur chef. <coughs> because this sounds fucking horrific. 
<laughs> yeah, no thanks. I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, I'm all for creativity and you know pushing the boundaries and expressing yourself, but this just kind of seems like an idea developed at a rave during an acid ecstasy overdose. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well done, Cosmopolitan, for encouraging the avant-garde, but I really hope they're charging these people for this this space. For the, pandas, man. Yeah, I mean, for the record, I, I'm really just being a smartass, but this really would truly be a form of torture for me. I, I, I wow. I this is not our cup of tea. No, absolutely not. I mean, if you're interested, we've got a link uh, to a complete article on our blog and in the show notes. If you are interested, I'd like to find out more as to why. Well, yeah, right. So yeah. then I can go ahead and question your character. Wow. I just, reading that was uncomfortable. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe you. Okay. All right, Alistair. Hello. How fucked up and twisted are you? This is your favorite mode of the oh, show. So oh, great. my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> Fucking pandas, man. <laughs> oh. oh, this is such a great idea. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a long oh, episode. So I, think, I think my I think my favorite part of of that was the worst part, which was me saying this is not our cup of tea. <laughs> what was I thinking? Well, I say really stupid stuff sometimes, and that's why I don't listen to myself half the time because I hate myself but for it. But the funny thing is, you oh, think they're so stupid? Good. They're actually really good in the context of the show. Oh, it's, it's, so much more to get I through. Think, I think that was a, a compliment, Karen. Thank you, but oh. No, it is. Really. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. If okay. you are interested, I'd like you to email us to so <laughs> find out what's why. My Your deadpan humor, Brian, is fucking genius. You're like, that was uncomfortable to read that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we have more, Brian. What else is up? <laughs> Inga Shekel shared her favorite line was our description of prostitution as, quote, it's a skill set. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I couldn't find that clip. However... <laughs> What you I did, know exactly what she's talking about. I know exactly what she's talking about, but I don't remember what episode it's from or what we were talking about. But when I started researching the, the clip that I thought it was from, I found something equally humorous. So unfortunately, it isn't what Inga thought, but I think it's equally hilarious. So let's enjoy it. Now, the prostitute in question said that Azadi who is apparently the pimp, uh, choked her with his hands for an hour. Jesus Christ, talk about tenacity. He cut her leg with a knife and held her head under spring water, which he alternated from hot to cold until finally waterboarding her to the point of unconsciousness. 
this sick this cunt is sick this dude is uh he takes his he takes his career seriously uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however this guy's this, driven right? <laughs> right listen he holds himself to a standard of quality and he expects the people around him who works with him to also come to that level all right and there are repercussions for it <laughs> he's motivated that's right however azadi made sure to slap her face repeatedly to prevent her from actually becoming unconscious See, so he's thought this through. (laughs) This guy's a planet. That's right. He completed his torture by leading her to his apartment balcony and threatening to throw her off until she agreed to not only continue to work for him, but get his name tattooed on her neck. (laughs) Yeah, you you gotta brand your cattle, Mark. Let's be honest. (laughs) Just sit inside of a neck. That that is truly how how you claim somebody. All right. you, can't, you can't have your livestock confused with other pimps. <laughs> right. So now, I think I think what we can really take from this is, if you find yourself in the same situation, you can save yourself a lot of waterboarding if you just automatically agree right up to a neck tattoo of somebody's neck. <laughs> That's love. That's right. That's right. Now, while at the tattoo shop, she was able to send a text to her mother that her pimp was trying to kill her. <laughs> I'd love to read that. <laughs> Hey, mom, pimp killing me, LOL. Well, see, and here's the... <laughs> see, here's the weird thing about it. I know... A couple of emoticons of, like, you know, like a fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you, like you have, like, a smiling little face, and then it gets punched yep. in the eye, and it's and got a, a little fist, frown. And then, like, the gun. There's a couple on there that would work yeah. nicely. Right. <laughs> Kill me, LOL. <laughs> I like how he had to simulate this the sound effect at a branding session. <laughs> Just in case you weren't familiar with it. <laughs> well, Yelsey's are a little sick. That's all I'm going to say. Um, wow. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> What's up next, Brian? I can't uh, wait. <laughs> I might. Toast CMU said one of his favorite moments on the show was yours and Karen's conversation about the Twitpick of the Week winner during the Blackout Show. Oh, God, the Blackout Cla- Show. That show in general is I classic. I literally had to listen to the whole show oh, again to figure so out good. what happened. Let's I, to, uh, yeah, let's listen to that, that, that little snippet. Let's move on to the Twitpick of the Week. <laughs> All right. This segment, Karen, has become so popular oh, here that we, we are receiving terrorist <laughs> threats. We have, we have people... Questioning my taste, well, threatening boycotts of the show, and, understandable. and I, I, I couldn't be more thrilled and inspired by such a frenzy. Oh, God in heaven. Here I, we I go. Think, I think, honestly, if I play my cards right, I might get an assassination attempt against me, and that is... That's the ultimate okay, compliment. only so if you succeed, because then I get to collect on the life insurance. No, but even the attempt is is incredibly flattering. It's like, oh my god, I'm so polarizing that people want to kill me. <laughs> okay, what exactly was the threat? I want to know. I honestly want to, because I'm a mix of like concerned and interested. More of if we don't select a certain twit pick of the week, we're <laughs> retarded, or okay. they're going to boycott the show. Which you'll or send they to me no later, idea. right? What you say? You'll send to me later so I know which one it is. 
Pro- probably not. I, to be honest, I'm not going to remember much of this recording. Oh, I'll remember that. The fact that someone wanted to kill you over the trip pick of the no, week? No, 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 no. No, no, no. That I want to no, know that about. That was a dream. No, no, no. Nobody threatened to kill me. They threatened to, The worst that was ever threatened was to boycott the show. Okay, I'm well, I totally missed that. I'm dreaming right. about the ability that this will escalate to the point uh, where people are like, if you don't select a thing I think is the best, I will kill you. You're buddy. dreaming of your Hooray! grand list. Can we move on to the picture? We can. I don't understand your fucking desire to push me along. No, because you said you were... Th- uh, t- yeah. You received you death shut the fuck up and no. do what's best for the show. Move you along. Now, quickly, get to the fucking picture. We're on to the picture. Shut up while I explain the picture. Here's the mon- Here is the monologue for the picture. Uh, the move on. Do it. Now. Are you go. ready? Been ready for like two fucking hours. Go. Here it goes. Anyone who listens, <laughs> anyone who listens to the monologues I create for the Toy Pick of the Week winner knows that I have a passion for. He goes on and on and on. It's your favorite you art form. Not yet. All right. All right. I'll move on regardless. Please. This week's winner isn't the prettiest candidate we had this week. It isn't the most unique shot, nor is it the ultimate representation of an iconic property. With so many great candidates to choose from this week, I had to go with why photography is my favorite form of art, and that is its ability to evoke emotion. So, and I specifically credit you with yeah, this. Yeah, you need to give me credit for this. I, I, I still w- wanted to cut in and go, because I told yeah, you Yeah, I was it. so conflicted. But the thing is, that's, that's how you and I are such a great team, is that, you know, you we, we succinctly know each other's passions. And, and I couldn't and, believe, you gave me like a, like a list of six pictures this week. You're like, which one? I'm like, really? Because the only one that I even heard you mention this week... Was that one? This one? But but you know I run a show. I was threatened this week. You know I needed to remember. <laughs> I'm the still need to show. see these threats. But all right, go over. No, but, but th- this was the only one. What I adore about photography. What did I tell you? Is what evokes an emotion. Exactly. Which is what you said. Absolutely. I said which so, one evokes an emotion. For exactly. You? Exactly. So this week's winner did that. Unlike all the other candidates, it made me feel pathos. This oh, week's yes. winner. Pathos, really? Yeah, yeah. Saddle up. <laughs> Quit interrupting. Here we go. I'm trying to random, possibly the longest random or uh, twin pick of the week ever. Well, you okay. keep rambling. No, you keep rambling. Are we in? Shut up. I'm trying to get to the end. Yeah. Well, just shut up, and then we'll get to the end. <laughs> Your patience is saint-like. <laughs> Not, I have none right now. Hence okay, okay. Keep let's interrupting you. Let's get back to this. This week's winner comes to us from at Bob Smith 55 for a photo he took. From the plane as it flew away from Vegas, taking him home. I would imagine that everyone who listens to this show has seen this view before and felt the melancholy of watching the strip shrink outside the plane window. I know there have been times where I've literally felt a lump in my throat as we continue to get further away from Vegas. Because it's... Listen, I remember one specific time... When I couldn't bring myself to stop looking as we continue to go away. Like, I know there have been times when I felt a lump in my throat while I've watched Paradise slip from my grasp as the, you know, end of my visit <laughs> has now come. I, you can't see my eyes rolling, whatever. I remember one time in specific when I couldn't bring myself to stop looking. It didn't look away until none of the buildings were visible to the naked eye. 
The experience has to be what it feels like to die. Oh, Jesus Christ. Discover there's an afterlife. Really? And then being brought back. Over dramatic much? (laughs) That's why this one, Twit Pick of the Week. Fuck you, whore. Fuck you for, for bastardizing it. I, I not not it. How dare you mock? I told you. No, no, no. no, no, no. You said I told no, you to pick you the picture. You said go for something that emokes that that, that emokes and shut up. <laughs> that evokes an emotion. Yeah. I then bear my soul and you fucking mock it. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. Yep. I'm gonna mock it because it's bullshit. You're like it felt like dying coming back You're to life bullshit. watching Vegas disappear in life. All right. Anyway, we are moving on. I hate you so much. (laughs) Likewise. Yes. (laughs) Wow. How sad are we? Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard you say. (laughs) That's saying a lot, right? Thing is, we're laughing at ourselves. Oh, so great. We're funny people. What do you want? Oh, no, we're sad people. That's what it is. Oh, what else do we have, Brian? Okay, it was at K Marcus. No. Nope. Uh, nope. One before. He's right. He's right. He's right. Uh. No. We just did that. That was the conversation from the Blackout Show. Oh, sorry. Shut the fuck up. Let the pros handle this. <laughs> at K Marcus. A favorite 360 moment was when you went completely apeshit on the old lady for using the. Pr- <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, I knew you'd remember it. Here's well, the worst Karen part: was using the printer Did while we were doing it? the show. The worst part: I couldn't find it. I busted my ass. I couldn't find this clip. But my favorite part of it is you hear me arguing, and you. It was kind of like, "Are you using the printer?" They weren't about the show. We need to knock it off. Wait, hold on. Fuck you. <laughs> you have to remember where you were recording. We were in a lost style house, kind of. Yep. So we had an upstairs space, very open, very broad. And I'm downstairs, and all of a sudden you start yelling at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? You got to get yourself a nice walk-in closet. Uh, <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Acoustically sound. Yeah. <laughs> Not so uh, much as the no, loss. Plus, there's no printers in there. It's just, it's just hands down. My favorite part is that the very, like you, bit, you can't really make out what she's saying I, the entire the argument. Thing is the whole time I'm like, "Fuck you, asshole! I haven't done anything." Well, but what I'm saying is, you don't hear it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you can't hear much of it. You it's really awesome. have to listen it's even for that. So good. <laughs> God, I hate you. All right. <laughs> We got one more before we get into an epic breakdown of our first episode. Yes, and the last one is uh, from at jsway52 on Twitter, who said, "Best episode was when you and Matt ripped Daz for not being able to read Bill's gambling hall." Oh, Bravo, is... good sir. Oh, it's gonna be good. Here we go. Bill's gambling hall has weekly beer bong tournaments. No beer pong, not beer bong. That's a big difference. <laughs> Bill Gambling Hall has weekly. <laughs> Isn't that gambling? It, it's like it's like he's a person. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go over to Bill uh, to Bill Gambling's ha- Hall. You wanna come? 
<laughs> he doesn't even know what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. He doesn't get it. He's just kind of sitting there. It's like when all the adults are laughing when the kid does something. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gaiman's hard. <laughs> How is it getting worse each time? Just losing syllables now. <laughs> so, you say I copy it. Like say the word you want me to say. Bill's Gambling Hall has weekly beer pong tournaments. Bill's Gambling Hall has weekly beer pong tournaments on Thursday at 3 p.m. It has a thirty-dollar buy-in and offers a cash prize to the winner. <laughs> Brilliant. So Bill Gambling, we're not hanging out with him. No, it's not a guy. <laughs> Like he's, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> I'm just going down to the local hall to hang out with Bill. That's right. Hey, Bill Gamblin's a good guy. My beer pong. That's right. See, he's the kind of guy that'll help you move, all right? <laughs> kind of guy who'll give you a Dutch rudder. Right. He's there to service. Whatever he can do to help. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. Hence the reason he left so early. Yes. That's like, not the reason. I can't take that this. is not the reason. That might have contributed. He's a smarter man than I. <laughs> wow. That is epic. <laughs> it only took Matt a little while longer to figure this out. Right. <laughs> oh, genius, genius. That's funny. Yes. That's funny. We have one I'm more good. bit of feedback because our friend of the show, Stuart Poynier, thought... It would be phenomenal to mock literally the entire first episode of the show. Well, and as it should be. As it, it should be. Yeah. Well, it's very, it's very accurate. It's very accurate. It's really that's an, that, that was an now. ugly time. I have a few mm-hmm. comments on his comments. So, Brian, why don't you lead us into those comments so yes. then I can, I can okay. retort. <clears throat> so, Stuart started with, oh, this is a robust list of put-downs. <laughs> um, I have to go with episode one mainly for the nostalgia. I'm not sure what nostalgia you found in it. But, oh, you'll figure it out. Uh, <clears throat> listening now, for example, almost at the start. <laughs> Why don't you bless us with what I've affectionately labeled Mark's nugget? <laughs> Why didn't you call it Random Vegas in the beginning? We had it. It was it was named right off the bat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I must have. I must have imagined in my head that that was somehow funny or a good idea, uh, uh, well, which it obviously or, wasn't. Stuart thought it foreshadowed something. Why don't you share that? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no knowledge of what you're referring to. <clears throat> you get the sense of what is to come in later shows coupled with the restraint from the early times. But looking back, it was all there in hindsight, just waiting to be unleashed, if you pardon the phrase. <laughs> It's interesting also to look back at some of the thoughts in episode one you discuss at great length. Fuck you, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> the possible effect on Vegas of the growth of Singapore and Macau. I wonder whether you now think that Vegas has or will be dealing with its competition or what the threat is now. I actually think Vegas' biggest issue is creativity. The illusion needs to be preserved. It, it, it should feel larger than life. They, they can't allow themes to fade away or fall into disrepair. They can't focus on gambling as as their barometer of success anymore. It needs to be more than that. It needs to be the best place you have food, the best nightclubs you go to, the best shows you can go to, the best gambling. Which means they have to fucking get rid of 6'5 Blackjack. That's ridiculous. I honestly think at this point, what makes Vegas different from Macau, Singapore, whatever, any other market that develops, is it has to be the best of everything. And right now... Minus 
six five blackjack and and maybe maybe almost a handful of other things they're doing it i i think the the concept of outdoor activities with link and mgm's park and the downtown third is kind of getting the concept it's like listen we don't care how we get your money we just want to get your money is the point and make you think it was awesome that that you gave it to us i think honestly that's biggest biggest issue and so far i think they're doing a good job they haven't they haven't fixed it all but i think they're doing a great job yeah it's one of the, it's it's something that has to get away from just you go to vegas to gamble and get drunk it's yes. not just that anymore it's about we're going to we're going to offer you an experience right. and you know it's it's going to be this big experience that you have and that you walk away with um, you know, this it's sort of an encapsulated vacation where it's just the whole thing rather than just a couple of instances while you were there. It needs to be the best time you've ever had. It has to be that for everybody. Right. All right, what else does Stuart have to mock us for? <laughs> yes. At around 20 minutes and 50 seconds, you are really such a skinflint that you would cash out a 28-cent ticket. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. It has nothing to do with being cheap. To me, it's honestly more of... Listen, the casino's got the edge on you constantly. And a lot of times, if we're down to like 28 cents or some, something ridiculous like that, I'll just leave it in the machine for the next person. But cashing it out kind of gives you the ability to forget about it. And this gives them, it's like you're tipping them for losing, is what it boils down to. So it's got nothing to do with me and cheap, Stuart. I don't fucking appreciate you saying such a thing. Making such a claim? Yes. Such an outlandish claim. Uh, it, it, it is. Thank you, Brian. It is outlandish. Yeah. Stuart, you're outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> and where was Prop Bets in episode one? Clearly, when you first put the show content together, you saw the light. It was a cold day in hell in a later episode, which was episode 15, when it made it its ugly appearance. I will never, ever understand Stuart's hatred <laughs> for the name of that segment. I, I get it. Do I you? No, no, no. I get the name of the segment. Oh. <laughs> Stuart clearly doesn't. No. <laughs> he is literally the only person who doesn't like it or even regards it as an oh, issue. He's passionate about it. Oh, he he's... passionately hates it. He hates it so much. <laughs> I think that we've made the connection and the intent clear, and the name is not going anywhere, nor is the segment. Despite the amount of money you throw at me, Stuart, you cannot bribe me to get rid of this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I cannot wait to meet this man. I, 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 I liked it. I like the prop bed segment. Thank you. As do I. Like I said, it has inspired me. Short and sweet and to the point. That's right. That's right. There are other things we want to share with people. I wanted it when I was a listener. So now that I have a show, I have created it. So every time you shit on it, Stuart, you're specifically shitting on me. And I don't prefer to be shitted on. Unless it's me who's doing the shitting. Accurate. Uh, <laughs> It's accurate. Yeah, okay. It's accurate. There's something yeah. about his feces. I can't describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I meant figuratively, but. but it, yeah. All right. Now, now I feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jackpot news. The jackpot news segment is probably, I think it's safe to say, both mine and Mark's favorite segment of the show. Oh dear. We all make mistakes. I refer you to prop bets. <laughs> Listen, listen. That was a quote he pulled from the show, too. Uh, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no hiding that. No. 
Listen, the, the thing that we had with Jackpots is we honestly thought we were going to be able to network with the properties. Actually, I think we already stated everything <laughs> we thought about with, with Jackpots, so there's no reason to rehash it. But we did think it was going to be a great idea. We didn't know how social media worked in Vegas, and we learned. All right. And next up, he says, I hope you will be doing a best or top five twit pick of the first 100. Uh, what about a top 10 prop bets I just... <laughs> So that's going to do it for episode 100. A lot of good things. Uh, it's fun to kind of go over the uh, the fun times that we had over the past 100 episodes. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Uh, we appreciate your support very much. Before I let Mark get into some of his thank yous, I will reiterate that you can find all of the show notes, as per usual, and links to the stories we referenced on this week's show on our blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to reach out and send us an email, you can do that at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. We're also on every form of social media. You can click on the links available on our blog for that. And you can also uh, support the show through various means on the blog as well. Thank you to everyone who has contributed to the show and helped it to have grown into what it has become and uh, what it will continue to evolve into. Yeah. We specifically wanted to thank Steve Fries for supporting us from the very beginning and helped get our name out there. We want to thank Hunter and VegasMate for your support and exposure. We are listed in the VegasMate app as one of the popular Vegas podcasts available. I want to say thank you to Dr. Dave, your feedback, support, and knowledge regarding many topics and questions. Best expansive knowledge. Yeah, that's right. I, how this man doesn't find me annoying, I don't know. <laughs> but, but he doesn't, and he is an incredibly invaluable resource and a good friend. Thank you to Tim and Michelle for supporting us and getting our name out there. You guys single-handedly pioneered this medium and are still the leader in it. You welcomed us into the fold very early and have both become great, great friends. Wanted to thank those of you who have directly contributed to the show. Seth and Chris for Moneyline, Tony and Jason for Legal Lounge, Matt and Daz, not only for Up, but filling in for Brian and opening the door for others to contribute. Specifically, we want to thank Matt for all the writing work that he did for the show, whether it be slots or helping us to develop 360 Vegas Reviews. We want to thank Victor for joining the team. I want to thank you, Brian, for helping to inspire the idea, developing the concept, and giving me a creative outlet that has literally changed my life. And I wanted to thank my beautiful wife, Karen, for everything. You are my best friend, my partner in life, and the coolest person that I know. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but lastly... I can't thank our listeners enough for the support you've given us. Whether it be encouragement, praise, criticism, or financial, it means so much to us when the show started to pay for itself. And at some point, it started to pay for the books and media that we use to write vintage segments and slot segments. And that's, wow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm incredibly humbled. Thank you. A thousand times, thank you. And that's episode 100. Thanks for listening, guys. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Yeah.